This week, two back-to-back performances by Paris Saint-Germain. 1-0 in Istanbul, 4-0 against Angers. The team looks good, is balanced, is meeting all of our expectations. Will it last? Probably not. Well, maybe just for once. Maybe just this season? Uh, probably not. This is PSG talking. just had a nice game, a very nice game. Um, Paris Saint-Germain 4, Angers, no. We're going to talk about this, and we're going to talk about the Galatasaray game, mm-hmm. and we have a solid crew today of four people. Some uh, old-timers, all old-timers. Ed, you're an old-timer now. Uh, so yeah. we have Ed in the bottom right. Ed, say hi. Hello, hello. How's everyone doing? We have Kose in the bottom left. Where, uh, uh, where in the world is Cosé Spinoza? <laughs> right now, uh, you know, Midwest. Midwest the place. Back to the U.S. In the upper, uh, upper left corner, we have Mr. Yeah. Gooding. Hello, Mr. Gooding. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, t- talking and calling from London. Wow. Ish. London-ish. And it's, uh, it's, it's an early evening in uh, yes. Western Europe. It's mid-afternoon in Eastern United States, and it's early afternoon in Western United States. Um, so we just, let's start with Paris Saint-Germain-Angers. Mm-hmm. Very interesting to follow. A lot of things to talk about. I'm paradoxically disappointed, not in Paris Saint-Germain, but in Angers. And I'm disappointed in Ligue 1. And today I think was... Um, it's like someone's got to, got to turn the alarm on. It's like those big 6'3", 200 pounds. Oh, my God, they're so tonic and fast players. And look at that. Oh, look at these offensive attacking transitions. They're incredible. And then in front of the goal, <laughs> they can't pass. They can't control. Like, and that team, this team, Angers, um, if you look at the stats, um, best attack in League One. Um, they have like three passers in the top, uh, you know, the, the, the passing stats. In like many different uh, goal scorers, many different passers. You're like, oh, wow. So I was very excited. And I was expecting really a tough game. We had, we had no tough game. Um, let's start with the, the, the feeling of the game. The, how you how you experience and, and, you know, emotionally that game. Uh, Matt, did you watch it? Uh, I did, yeah. Uh, so um, I thought I was pretty happy with how we did. I mean, I was a little bit concerned because obviously they've started the season really well. And um, uh, I just thought this is the kind of game which could trip us up. But I think scoring early is always really key for these games like this because I think and we scored in like the 12th or 13th minute, right? I think yeah. if we don't, um, I think once you once we got that first goal, I was pretty confident this will be fine because normally, like I say, with these sort of games, it's um, if we get frustrated for a little while and then we try keep passing, you know, uh, with no purpose and end up trying to score the perfect goal and the crowd gets frustrated and blah blah. So I think like I think it, we played pretty well. I thought that was we were quite sort of. Um, we were quite good in front of goal. I thought we took our chance as well. And it was nice to see, uh, particularly like Saravia, I'm sure we'll come on to the players later. I thought he had a really good game. So, um, uh, yeah, just generally a very positive performance. And um, it's nice to see this win sort of quite emphatically after a couple of sort of narrow, narrow sort of league games recently where we've only just made it through. What did you think of Angers? 
So that's how you pronounce it, not angers. Okay. And if yeah. you know, I want to call them angers. So uh, <laughs> I have a bit of um, I have a bit of fondness for Angers because uh, my flatmates at university, two of them were from Angers. They were from Angers University. Oh, it's, it's a very nice region of France. Yeah, you know, yeah. River, it's very nice. But yeah, the football and, uh, team. Well, they've got a good nickname as well, Crocodiles. I mean, well, it's pretty good, right? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, like you say, I think it just they just seem like a sort of standard, like league and team, like sort of very sort of physically imposing. But it's always the same when oh, it's the same. Huh? It's, they it's try just, to play. They try to play at least. They tried, yeah, but it's just it's always like I always get the feeling that these teams they'll just be happy with a draw, and I just think it's a bit, it's a little bit cultural isn't it sort of traditionally in france you never really away from home you never sort of um go for the go throttle yeah you're always like happy with the draw as the default and they did seem a typical team like that they were going to see which is fair enough i suppose because psg you know so many weapons that can hurt you but uh I, yeah i thought they were fine i thought they did their best but they were just a bit committed weren't they go see you're feeling on the game you watch it Yeah, of course, of course. Um, and well, I have to agree with what you said before. Um, this NG side has been on the rise, coming from the lower levels. Um, Stefan Mulan made this a pretty decent team uh, during the last season. Um, and I feel like they've always been a team that are hard to beat uh, and hard workers. Um, and they have this left back who's like really trending right now. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's his name. I don't yeah. know how to pronounce it. I, 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 uh, okay. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's Aid Nuri, but I, I wouldn't even know. And like you said, I think they have good players. Um, I was expecting a tough game, but it is true that we're at home. Um, Neymar, in my opinion, was absolutely exquisite during the match. Uh, players like Sarabia started connecting with the team. Uh, Let's not talk about the players. I mean, yeah, okay. It's yeah. part of the how you you felt. The, right, so, right, right. I'm trying to uh, keep structure. So right, right. So I saw connections, um, and I saw fluid football, which is actually what I was getting to, and that's something I really enjoyed. Uh, watching systems work, watching you know players be where they were supposed to be and doing what they were supposed to be doing. Um, yeah. And the fact that we were able to you know pull apart a team like this uh, and score four is, I think, a great sign of of just a good a good uh, game in general. Ed, you watched it too? I did. I watched it. Um, I thought that you, your word of uh, disappointment was accurate. I was disappointed with the way Andre performed. Um, I thought they would give us a tougher match. Yeah. First, first against the second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And given how many goals they scored, I thought this would be a back and forth affair, but it was really all one way. The way I saw it, it was completely dominated by PSG. Um, I thought it was interesting what Tuchel did, trying to move players around. I know we'll get to it a little bit later, but I, I, I like what he did and filled in the holes where he had players missing. So I thought it was a great match for him um, and what he did with his players and moving them around. But overall, disappointed in Anjay. I, I was hoping for a good game. But at the end of the day, this is the last match before the international break. And I, I think winning 4-0 against the second-place team in your league and playing really well um, definitely sets up well. Um, hopefully everyone comes back healthy and we can just pick up where we left off. So let's talk about the lineup. Um, a few, a few surprises. Um, some good, some less good. Or, you know, in my opinion, Herrera as a right back was a smart way. Uh, so we have, oh my God, uh, the list of injured right back because uh, everyone. Munezi, well, all the right backs are injured. So Dagba, but he's coming back apparently. Kara, Kara uh, is in Qatar in that fancy hospital. He's, uh, he's got a foot injury that's not healing. And that he's. Hmm. Um, so Munez re injured. He had, he had a mus um, muscle problem in, in the thigh. Yeah, um, I think he, the um, Tuchel just said that he had been playing a lot of minutes and he was feeling some like muscle stiffness. So it's not like an injury; it's just like if you work out too much, kind of what he was having. Okay, so he needed a rest. Yeah. Um, so Era started on the on the right. Uh, still no Diallo. So Marquinhos was um, given a, a free vacation. He was, vacation. Sick. Oh, he was sick. sick. Yeah. Oh, he was sick. oh, good. Well, old okay. or something. Okay, good, good. Um, I mean, good. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so no, no Marquinhos. Um, Paredes 
And it was the first time Paredes was used in his role. Um, how can I say that more accurately? He's a 4-3-3 guy. So we've seen that he's, uh, he's not as good as we thought because mm-hmm. he's not as adaptable as we need him to be. But Paredes, uh, no, not worth the money so far. Um, but he's very comfortable. And he had a great Copa America in that particular role, in a 4-3-3, in the middle of the, the trident in the midfield as a sentinel. So not really a sentinel in terms of defense, more like roaming around that zone and being the link between the defense, the midfield, and the attack. So the tempo guy. And he did okay today. Number of shots. He had, he had, a, he had a, now I'm talking about the players, but anyway. Um, he I had think a shot. Did point out that Paredes had a diagonal pass. He's known for his, you know, passes sideways, but someone did tweet that they saw him pass forward. So that was positive out of him today. Oh my God, some sarcasms right there. But um, <laughs> listen, he had, he had, he had a decent game. Again, um, let, let, let's put him in the same basket as, as Kurzawa. Um, you know, catastrophic. Um, Sarabia was catastrophic, not today, but in the, in the past. So considering his past performances, today wasn't as bad. So there's, there's a little bit of hope. And see what Sarabia did today, and for me, he's man of the match. Um, it, it's very subtle. Sarabia scored last time. And that in a, in a club like Paris Saint-Germain with so much pressure, so much attention, ah, some relief. So he had a fantastic game today. Sarabia was incredible. Uh, the, the, the gay goal, watch it again. Look what Sarabia does in a fraction of a second. Boom, boom. His shot is amazing. He's unlucky he doesn't score on that shot. Like, so classy. Ball comes back to him. Boom. He sees gay. Boom, boom. That's the Sarabia we want. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, Sarabia and Paredes were in the same basket. So let's not give up on Paredes. He's a classy guy. He's, he's shown it with other teams, not with Paris Saint-Germain yet. But he was surrounded by Verratti and Gay. So that puts you in a, like, a, the comfort zone is there. Um, still no Cavani. Mbappé, no Mbappé. Uh, Icardi was back. I mean, he was there, was here again. Um, Di Maria was spared. Uh, Neymar, who was invisible for 30 minutes and then became Neymar again. Uh, interesting lineup. I like what I really, really like what Tuchel did with, um, with the players. We have more quality players than last season. It's hard to beat last season in terms of mediocrity and, and lack of depth. Uh, bench-wise. We're still missing some key players, but he's still not giving up on the rotation, and he shouldn't. I really like what you did. I really love the, the lineup today. Let's do a quick round. Back to you. Uh, well, Kose, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about the lineup? Um, I was very surprised, um, especially with what you mentioned, uh, seeing Herrera at right back. Um, I was well. kind of... Yeah, he was, he was, like you say, he was pretty decent. Um, I also been kind of waiting out for a Sergio Rico debut. Um, but, you know, maybe that will come in a cup. Um, a, but other than that, I think it made sense that we went with a stronger midfield. Um, like you said, the fact that Verratti and um, Ghana were running around really allowed for Paredes to be more comfortable in his own skin and have more time to think and do the passes, the long, wide passes that he likes to do. Um, and do them well, eh, which, of course, I love because I personally adore Paredes. Um, and the front three is exactly the same front three I would have chosen. Um, you know, Di Maria played Champions League, and this is a, 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 a team we're playing at home. Um, I was pretty happy with this section, I will be honest. Uh, Ed? Yeah, um, I would just echo a lot of those points. Herrera at uh, right back, I thought was interesting. Paredes getting a start. Basically because we have no right backs that are healthy. So Herrera was kind of like the last choice to go there. So we needed someone to play in the midfield. So Paredes got the start. And like you said, I thought he did well. So that was good. But coming in, when I saw when I saw the lineup, I was most interested in seeing how Neymar and Icardi 
would play off of each other. Um, and there were moments when I thought they played really well together. Cardi's kind of like that back to goal kind of striker. Yeah. And feed the ball to him and run off of him and he can pick out a pass. So I was really excited to see those two. And I thought it worked. And I think as the season goes along, that's a partnership that we could really get excited about. Sarabia, I'm a big fan of his um, ever since preseason. I thought he really stood out and I was kind of bummed when he didn't start out the season pretty fast, but now he's kind of picking it up. He had that great assist against Galatasaray uh, to Acardi. I, I really feel like he made the goal basically and Acardi just tapped it in. So um, Sarabia has just been great the last two games. And um, I thought Di Maria might get to start here, but Sarabia stepped in, did really well. So the, a couple of key players there that I think are going to be vital for PSG going throughout the season. Mr. Gooding. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's not much uh, left to say. I think it's a game that highlights the extra depth that we've got this season, that we're able to bring these players in and we're able to get a convincing victory. I think that's really promising. Also, that I think uh, he's played a really strong lineup, which is obviously very respectful to uh, sort of probably shows what a good season Andrea having as well, that he's sort of, you know, we've got Neymar in there and we've got... Um, Baratti's playing again and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I thought um, I was kind of happy with how the team lined up. I thought it was very interesting. Again, you see the sort of impact of uh, Gay really sort of, I think we've won every game that he's played right so far, I think. Um, so, you know. Not only has, that, not only we won them, but clean sheets every game. Yeah. Every so, game Gay had played, we won and we didn't get scored yeah. So, so that's the secret to win the Champions League. Just play him and we'll yeah. shut it <laughs> Bleep that out. Bleep that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the team is. Well, we, we, sh we should. You're the last one talking about the lineup. So it's good. So we can, we can, we can move on to a, a similar issue. But are you. Any other yeah. comment about the lineup? No. Not really. No. That's, um, uh, you guys well, covered it pretty well. And, and something that is going to be almost hard to do, and it's wonderful, is who's the man of the match. We, we are a team. We play as a team. It's hard to say. As it, it, it was like this previous season. There was always one guy, you know, because we didn't really play as a team. So it was more down to the superstars to make a difference. Not anymore. Who's man of, Verratti had a great game. Gay suffered a bit, you know, trying to compete with his big trucks. And he was a bit overwhelmed, but he never stopped. So he was super efficient going up and doing a very high constant pressing, disturbing, 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 disturbing. And he's got such a high volume. Do you say volume of game? That's a literal translation for French. I, I, I don't think it, it works. Volume de jeu. I don't know how you translate that. He's no. super I mean, active. It makes sense. It makes He's super active yeah. all the time, yeah. all the time. He runs, intense. runs, runs. He's yeah. intense. Yeah. Well, he never stops running. Never, never, never. Like Conte. Mm -hmm. So even if he's, he's being beaten in duels by those big trucks, well, he's still there. Oh, my God. He's still, oh, my God. He still goes, he still goes, he still goes. And he, he pressed really, really high, really high, and, and basically created so many problems for, for Angers as... In duels, he was a bit like, Ugh. didn't matter. He was phenomenal again, doing his, doing his job. Um, this changes. I him, yeah, go. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I saw him come back uh, and pick out balls from opponent's feet, like without them even noticing throughout the whole game. Conte-wise, um, like you see some, a lot of similarities. Conte yeah. uh, can be beaten physically. And he's like, oh, he lost the duel. And the guy who won the duel is running with the ball. And suddenly, tukadum, 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 tukadum. Oh! Conte run back, track back, got the ball back. And, 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 and uh, Ghana is very similar. Mm -hmm. And these are incredibly precious players to have. And he's changing. Well, he's not single-handedly changing the team because now we have the depth. Now Herrera can step in and do that stuff. Um, but more bench, more quality, and a better mentality is um, a blessing. It's a blessing for us. I tweeted out, if you know an Everton supporter, just thank them for a juicy game. Oh, my God, guys. If there's any Everton, yeah. And they were so gracious when he left, <laughs> too. Um, he's, um, he's the player. We, and he scored. Yeah. 
So he was, he, he was great, but I, I would give it to Sarabia. I think he was he scored. Oh, yeah. Okay, and he was involved in two others. So Gay had a great game, but for me, it was Sarabia was the man of the match. Verratti had a great game. I would agree with you. I think uh, Sarabia man of the match. But Verratti, my God, was yeah. impressive. Kimpembe. Yeah. I, I'm not going to give him man of the match, but you see, like those big trucks going in, and then Kimpembe, boom! Yeah. He, he is. A, he's our big truck. He's yeah. a big truck, but he's a smart big truck. Yeah. And he's well coached too. So like, okay, well, if you get the ball back, look around, give it to Marco or give, give it to Paredes. Like don't, but sometimes his passing is interesting too. He's a, he's a very interesting player and so complimentary with the other central defenders we, we have. Yeah. It's yeah. really different from Diallo. Diallo brings other stuff, but you need the boss, you need Thiago. Uh, Silva, who had a very decent game today, they suffered against those big trucks. <laughs> Didn't get scored on, scored four. Um, yeah, so Sarabia, man of the match, I would agree. You guys agree with that too? Yeah, 100%. I thought he had a really, um, so, I thought he was really decisive. And, uh, let's yeah, say that but... again. I'm sorry to cut you off. Sarabia, man of the match. And all the players performed. Neymar did this Neymar thing. Verratti did this Verratti thing. Uh, the defense did this thing. Herrera had a great game. Icardi had a very interesting game. Uh, he, he didn't start. He had like a few bad controls. Like he had a pathetic moment at the beginning of the game where he's, try, he's trying to do like a feint and lose the ball. Then there was another terrible contact in the, he had in the, in the box. I was like, oh, no. This guy has high confidence. He's like, I'm not physically 100%. But then you see him playing. He's back to the game, to the, to the, to the goal, sorry. And doing very interesting release things up front. And then there's a ball. It's a bit loose in the box. Icardi go. Gets used to it. Icardi go. It's like, where is Icardi? Is he playing? Icardi go. Like, he's, um, he's Argentinian. But for me, he's Italian. He's the typical Typical Italian goal scorer. You never see, never see. And you're like, this guy's a goal. Oh my God, this guy is terrible. Goal. Oh my God. He keeps scoring. And that's what he did for a few seasons in Serie A. And that's what he's going to do against for Paris Saint-Germain. Good luck, Kevin. Um, Sarabia, man of the match. Sarabia, yeah, man of the match, guys. I was looking at the player ratings from Le Prigien and they had Sarabia at 8.5, which I thought was pretty impressive considering they're historically pretty high. Pretty yeah. Um, Lois was, it looked like Paredes actually had a four. Oh. Um, yeah. And Herrera got a 4.5. Those were the two low oh, uh, players. But yeah, Sarabia, 8.5 yeah. from them. So a little high to, a little too high. I would have given him an eight. Mm-hmm. I would have given uh, uh, Era a solid five, five and a half. He had an assist. Yeah. Um, and Paredes, I would have given him a five. Mm-hmm. He had a okay game, not great, but four is, is, a, is a little low. But so, Sarabia had two assisted, one goal. Mm-hmm. Summer transfer. Uh, Neymar had a goal. Summer transfer. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Ghana had a goal. It was like a new signing. Summer transfer. Um, yeah, I, I tweeted that. Summer transfer window four, Angers zero. <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful, wonderful evening for Paris Saint-Germain. The timing was fantastic. Having a great game against Angers with quite a few key players missing or on the bench or, or you know, given a, a or sick or whatever. Um, giving, not giving up on Paredes. Sorry, Ed. I think there's still hope. It could be, yeah. Um, I'd like to see it. I think diplomatically it was difficult to not give uh, Juan Bernat some playtime. But I would have liked to see Grozawa, but, you know, maybe next time. So Tuchel is doing the rotation. It's working against the number two, the, the, the team that's hot in League One. We completely dismissed them and, and con- controlled the game and scored right before the international break. Fantastic. That's great. Fantastic evening. Fantastic professional. Oh, my God. Yeah. But and that's not thing. Be- I wanted, I wanted to just chime in in, in his pre-match press conference. Tuchel was talking about how he's trying to keep the players at a certain level and no matter who, what the opponent is or, or who's available, have everyone playing at a, a, 
a level where they're competing against the best of themselves. And that's something we had been talking a lot about. And he, he mentioned he has four goalkeepers, for example. He wants all of them training as if they're going to be starting against Real Madrid. And you can kind of see that starting to filter through some of the players throughout the squad. And that's why you're getting these great performances from Paredes, for example, where he just comes in after not playing for a while and he does really well. And same with Herrera, who hasn't had a ton of playing time. So I think that's it's a, credit it's, to Tuchel. Yeah. It's all, well, it's all new at Paris Saint-Germain. I mean, when was the last time we had people besides Jabby mm-hmm. coming from the bench, hitting the ground running and delivering? Yeah. My, my only like word of caution about that would be that that's what I thought we were a bit like before Christmas last year. I take your point that we didn't have the depth that we have now, which no, we didn't. in a different league. And the balance. That. And the yeah. balance. But at the we same time, it did seem like Tuchel had sort of instilled that kind of, uh, of sort of very sort of winning mentality, you know, where we didn't take our foot off the pedal as much as we had under the previous managers. And then it all went to, you know, after Christmas. So uh, I am happy with how it's going, but, and obviously it's good to hear that from Tuchel, but uh, we have heard that before. Yeah. We have, uh, it's, it's, frag- it's still a fragile thing. Yeah. Um, imagine if Ghana gets injured, like a bad injury out for like two months. <laughs> Knock on some wood or something. Man, yeah. And he's not the youngest. Yeah. No, but then it would be really, really, really bad. But we know Marquinhos and Herrera could probably, you know, so it's fragile. And we've been, um, we've been beaten up as PSG fans in the past for so much that we, um, we expect the, you know, we, we, we hope for the best, but at the same time, we've been used to the worst. So it's hard, it's hard to imagine the injury situation getting worse throughout the season. When you look at who is out right now, if it does oh, get it could, worse, then the entire worse. needs to be Neymar, Neymar could get injured again. That'd yeah. be worse. That'd be worse. Another Neymar injury? That'd be bad. Oh, my God. Would you take – if you said Neymar's going to be injured to miss the knockout stage, but you would get a a healthy Idrissa Gay, would you take that? So, in the scheme of things, in the scheme of things, meaning for the the well-being of the club and for the project, I would take a Ghana injury over a Neymar injury. Because what – um, well, I think we're I, losing you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh oh. Hello. The, uh, the magnitude of this choice that you've asked him to make has, uh, has messed up the internet completely. <laughs> oh, there's a global internet outage. Am I back? Um, yeah, we got you. Okay. Sorry. I don't know what, 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 when I was cut off. I would take a Ghana injury over a Neymar injury. Okay. Um, It'd be for fo- football sakes, I think an MR injury would be less damaging than a Ghana injury. But remember, time doesn't stop. The season's going to go, and we're going to hit the end of the season in, in May, June. We have Neymar and Mbappe. We can't, we can't get rid of, we can't let both of them go. Madrid is going to go all out, all out for Mbappe this summer. And Mbappé, you know, is an ambitious young guy. He may be born in Paris, blah, 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 blah. It's Real Madrid. And they need him. Mm -hmm. Neymar wanted to go. We're going to have a difficult summer, guys. So uh, another Neymar, big Neymar injury is like, that's the end of the Neymar story at Paris Saint-Germain. That's it. That's it. Shattered. I mean, terrible, terrible. If we can have a healthy Neymar through the season, it might be hope. the end to the Neymar story just in general. I mean, three like seasons, the, 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 the Neymar stories, yeah, it might be. Yeah, it. you might need like a Tiger Woods comeback. I mean, three injuries in a row, you know, like that'd it's, be bad. That'd be very, yeah. very bad, very bad. So we're we're kind of walking on eggshells, mm-hmm. and uh, but in a way, it, it feels like um, almost healthy to talk about injuries because. What we have right now is precious. It's, uh, the team is close to, to meeting all the expectations we had about this team. Let's, let's be honest. We have a balanced team. 
We're good in defense. We're seeing some great passing. We have some phenomenal players up front that can make the difference in one, in, I mean, like they, on top of being a good, solid, balanced team that has a good passing game, we have incredible machines up front that will, that will without the, the collective game, individually create huge problems for the opposition. What we have this year, I don't remember having this, even when, um, when Matridi had three lungs and, and, and Mota could still walk, um, and, and Ibra was around, and, and you know, even I don't, I don't think we ever had such a good team. So let's, um, how do we emotionally <laughs> handle that? Because, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, early fall. We'll see, um, we'll see in spring. Anything else um, about the Paris Saint-Germain? Oh, Navas. Mm. Um, Ed. Yeah. Feeling on Navas. He was a little busier than usual. What do you think? Yeah, I thought that, especially early on, there was a, a play where he had to come out and make a kind of like a kick save with his feet. It wasn't like a save, but he just kind of took the ball off the, the, the attacker. And he just seems so alert. Even if he doesn't, even if he only faces one shot throughout an entire game, he just seems very alert and commanding. And I have no worries with him. I know he let in a couple goals. Um, was it against Rim? But, you know, every keeper is going to do that. So, Reims. yeah. You know I have trouble with that word. So, I, uh, I love him. I just, I'm very confident with him there. Madrid, if they're happy with Ariola. Good for them, but I think are they? Yeah, are they happy with Ariola so far? I mean, Courtois is having a mental breakdown. They won at half time, didn't they? Oh, well, he started. He started for them today. He started yeah. for them today. Isn't Courtois having like a mental? Like he threw up in the locker room or something? Like he's having. He was sick. I have to look. Well, it up. I mean, something going on. Oh yeah. Okay. So we're um, see a lot of Ariola at uh, Madrid. Kose, your your thought on Navas? Good feeling, isn't uh, it? Yeah, well, I absolutely adore Navas. Um, it's uh, fifth clean sheet in six games, I think, or fourth clean sheet in five games. But uh, I think that's just all the telling that there is. I mean, he is an incredibly solid goalkeeper, um, super composed, concentrated at all times. At all times. Uh, Ed, Ed mentioned it. He had to rush out of his nine um, to cover a uh, cross intense slash shot. Uh, that Angie had earlier in the match. Um, and I think that throughout all of the games that we've had, he's been mostly up for it. Um, and even if the goals he's considered, I don't feel like he's been um, shown as the main culprit or anything of that sort. Um, so it feels good to have him in here. And, you know, if he can keep performing this way and, and keep that mentality in the most, most important game, um, I, I think we should be very content of what we got. Matt, what uh, what differences do you see between Areola and Navas? I think it's just that sort of sense of calm that he brings, which is really nice. I mean, I'm quite a big fan of Areola, but I think you, even as a fan of him, you couldn't say that he he sort of exuded confidence all the time to the rest of the defence. And I think just knowing that Navas has sort of been there and done it, and you know he's got a really glittering CV, and he's obviously still sort of you know, he's not that old for a goalkeeper. He's probably still sort of at the peak of his powers. I just think having that extra layer of experience, but not experience where he's over the hill is uh, is really useful for the defence. So, yeah, I think he's been great so far and uh, long may it continue. Yeah, it's funny when... Um, so, Angers had a few semi-scary phases, like in their good attacking transitions... Mm -hmm. They, they rapidly overwhelmed the midfield and, and you would see two or three Angers players forwards um, almost matching our defense in, in, in numbers and running the ball. Areola, for me, Areola would have been in the keeping the, the goals. I would have, that fear comes up. But then, you know, we have Navas and you know he's going to pay attention. He's not going to have this drop of concentrations. And he's a solid, proven goalkeeper. And he did. There was a shot by um, 
one of the Angers midfielders uh, with a Portuguese name. I forgot, I'm sorry. A really, really good child. And Navas had nothing else to do prior to that. Absolutely nothing. He was on it. Great save. And the right save too. Like kicking the ball with his fists away from the action. Like solid, professional. <sighs> so Areola, I think on some actions, is absolutely phenomenal. He can, he can have some incredible saves where physically he's so fast and so tall and makes that phenomenal save. But in the direction, direction of a game, he has, he has shown that his, his attention, his focus can drop. Navas's focus doesn't drop. So that's what the defense feels. So it's very subtle again, but you know behind the guy is paying attention. So that worry, you can scratch off your list as a central defender or as a, as, a, as a defensive midfielder. This is another little subtle thing that makes you feel, we're going to be okay. We're going to be all right. All right, anything else on the Angers game? Galatasaray? Yeah. Wow, another good game, guys. It wasn't a great... It wasn't a spectacular performance by Paris Saint-Germain. But we have not seen games like this very often, have we? Like, we're, like control, management, m mastery of the game. Almost the Italian way. And every time I see a game like this, psychologically, it's like a, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a huge relief. Like, it's, oh my God, it's, it's happening to our opponents as I've been bullied by Italian teams. I've told the story many, many times where they had that game. And, you know, it's not like Galatasaray had a bad game. They were interesting. We just managed. We know how to suffer. We had a, um, I was, it's, it's one of the most satisfying games for me as a PSG fan uh, in recent years to watch. I love that. It's not great football, but it's, it's, um, it's getting the, the job done and at the same time showing the world we, do, we, we can do that. Good luck. Add your thoughts on the game. Yeah, I thought it was a very physical game from Galatasaray. I thought that they were just... Babel yeah, is were, no joke. <laughs> they were all over the place. But luckily we had our, our truck, Kempembe, in the back who had won, I think it was something like five aerial duels and he was putting in tackles everywhere. So he was up for the, oh, the yeah. fight. So I thought that that was great performance out of him. And it was great to see Icardi uh, get on the score sheet there. And, and I mentioned earlier, Sarabia had that just brilliant kind of interplay with Brody and then picked out Icardi for the cross and just a little tap in. So as you said, it was a very good win that they just had to grind out. I wasn't expecting a whole lot just again with the injuries and Mbappe came on, but, Again, didn't look like himself. And so you would have walked away from there in Istanbul with a 1-1 draw maybe and, and been happy with that. To get the win when Real Madrid dropped points against Bruges and now we have a commanding lead in Group A, uh, it couldn't have gone any better for us. And it's not like we played really well. We were missing some players. So all in all, I thought it was a job well done. It was kind of unexpected, to be honest. Yep. Um, it's unexpected, but we probably can allow ourselves to be optimistic and say that we may have to get used to it. Um, yeah. And I did a, a little player rating on the site and it looks like I was just looking back here. It looks like I gave Idrissi Gay an eight. I thought he played really well. Um, Mbappe gave a four. He didn't have a lot of time, came on in the 60th minute, but yeah, I would say Sarabia, Idrissi Gay were kind of my two standouts of variety was right behind them. I would say. Good game by Verity again. And uh, Very good game. Again, just was super physical. And, you know, depending on who we face against, you know, in the Champions League later on, we may need a player like him that he can just kind of go up there and battle for a 50-50 ball, win it, and that could be the difference um, of scoring a goal. So, And there I came in and did the job. Kose, mm -hmm. uh, your thoughts on the Paris Galatasaray Paris Saint-Germain? Yes, well, um, you know, I was a little bit nervous about this match because it's the first away match in the Champions League um, this season. And when I saw that starting Galatasaray lineup, I mean, they have a nice team. 
Um, you know, in Sonsi struggling the field, we all know uh, Jean-Michel. Uh, Jean Serie had a great game. He uh, hurt us a lot. What a game he had. We all know, we all know him very well. Um, Luyendama was absolutely unplayable. Um, and they, they, have a great, they have a great team. So to see us, um, to be able to establish um, that level of hierarchy, uh, to be able to establish the identity of the game we wanted to play and the calmness to be uh, pursuing that plan throughout the whole match, uh, tweaking little things, looking how to break, and then finally being able to get the win. Um, you know, one always all you need to get the three points. Um, and the fact is that we managed to score away against a very hard team um, that now it looks like they're going to be a problem from Real Madrid. Um, so Yeah, yeah, I don't see Madrid winning there. So I think, I think management-wise, the game is probably one of the greatest games I've ever seen uh, in an away setting. Mm -hmm. uh, I know we really had a lot we really have a lot of trouble when we leave the park um and that was a very reassuring display so i was very happy um and, and also with individual performances i think there were some 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 stuff that we could really uh you know point out matt your take yeah. on the game yeah i think overall uh i would echo much of what ed and uh Kose said uh i think yeah you talk about big trucks it was like a you know, a truck stop at the back there for uh, Dallas Astorales. Wow. There's just these enormous uh, units but, but all over the place. Trucks, but talent, talented. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how old he is, but Jesus, Mary yeah. Jordan, this guy is no joke. No, that's oh. it. Just a really weird team. Like, there was loads of players there who I was like, oh, I didn't know what he was up to. Oh, he's at Galatasaray. Like, where's Eunice Belander been recently? Uh, oh, look, there he is in a funny mask. Uh, it was just really, just weird. It was nice to see them all, really. Like, in Zonzi, he was there. Like, Mariano, I had to look him up on the oh, yeah, computer. I was like, that's the guy who was at Bordeaux, isn't it? And I was like, oh, he's still going too. So, that's kind of my whole feeling about the Turkish league in general. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He plays yeah, there now. Exactly. That's where you go. It's like if you if you if you can't get the big money in China, but you fancy an easy life, then yeah. you head off to Turkey, don't you? So um, yeah, uh, I thought it was really good, uh, good performance, very controlled, like you said, Guillaume. I never really, even though it was only one nil, I never felt like we were that much in trouble. And I think the only only sort of disappointment would be that we only got one goal really, because I think we had the chances. We had quite a few, not like always clear cut chances. But we had quite a few good moments where we sort of we seem to have created an opening, and then the last sort of. It would just let us down at the last minute. Uh, Di Maria, you know, well, it's not going to deliver every yeah. game. Every, we know, yeah. we know, you know. It's, uh, yeah. So, um, very overall, satisfying, right? Yeah, absolutely. Really good. And like, especially in the circumstances with, you know, the Madrid result as well. Now we're sort of five points ahead of them, aren't we? And, you know, the, you'd have to say it's looking good for us to finish top of the group, but I don't want to speak too soon. So, but uh, yeah, I just thought it was. To go to a place like that and really, you know, get the crowd whistling, you know, you're sort of doing something right, don't you? And they were whistling a lot during that game. So, so yeah. Do, do you guys do you guys sure. think for that goal that it was something that happened organically, or do you think Tuchel drew that up? I mean, it almost looked orchestrated. I'm just curious what you think about that. Um, what do you mean? I mean, did Tuchel, at halftime? Did he? Is that something that he kind of almost like a, a basketball coach saying, like, okay, you run here and you go here? Like, did Tuchel orchestrate that, or did that goal just come from the brilliance of Sarabia and Variety and Cardi just being in the right place? It, it almost looked like they had drawn that up in the training ground or something. Well, maybe in the in the office at Paris Saint Germain last summer. Uh, I don't know exactly how the Icardi thing happened, but we know that like a, a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, when there were rumors of, of Cavani maybe going away, Icardi was in the rad radar mm -hmm. of Paris Saint-Germain. They know what he can do. They know what Cavani can't. <laughs> Playing your back to the goal. Is this a big deal or just like a little detail? It's a huge deal. We've seen uh, uh, Icardi who hadn't, we, he, these are these few games in five months. So he, he, he barely played for five months and he has a groin injury, which is not healed. And he still can do that. He's done it today again. Playing your, in this team with those players, especially with those two Rockets we have up front, if you can be a relay to those guys, and on top of it, you have Verratti, and on top of it, you have Sarabia, 
it's huge. Kevani cannot do it. So I don't know if I'd have time to hell say, okay, but when you have those players playing together, you know, these type of phases are going to happen. It will happen. Not every game, but it, it did. I mean, I don't know why I'm answering this question. Maybe, <laughs> maybe because you want to say to me about that. It was a great goal. I don't, however it came to be, I just, I thought it was really well worked and it, it just seemed beautiful goal. Gorgeous. Yeah. Like almost Barca style. Exactly. Yeah. Verati touch. <gasps> Watch the goal again. The pass Marco Verati to Sarabia. Sarabia Verati. Like, hey, hey, hey. Uh-uh. Got you, got you, got you. Pass by, by Verati to Sarabia. Oh my God. What a gorgeous. Reminds me a bit of Pastore. Remember the Pastore touch? Uh, Pastore. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, the, the most beautiful assists I've ever seen in, in, in many years watching football. Just Javier Pastore that. to uh, Cavani. Oh, my God. So that reminds me, that, that incredible touch. What a, what a goal. And, yeah, and, I mean, and uh, Icardi there because... So Cavani can do that, of course, too. It doesn't look like a big deal. Oh, it's just there. Yeah. Today again, who was there? At the right time, that's it's uh, it's senior, it's uh, yeah. Um, let's talk about Neymar. Let's talk about Neymar since uh, the beginning of the season and considering what happened. Let's talk about his communication so far, like he's, he's finally started to talk, mm-hmm. he's given a few interviews and all. And then, to me, his talk and his behavior on the pitch match. Um, what a strange guy. Um, Ed. Yes. What do you want well, to say about Neymar, about the way he plays, the way he talks, the way he behaves since okay. the beginning of the season? Well, I'll, I'll talk about a little bit about today's game with Angers. I thought that it was pretty atrocious with the official was letting get away with you know, they were just kicking him and pushing off the ball and as usual, yeah. raking his face, you know, as he nutmegged them. And I mean, this guy, you almost can't blame him for not wanting to play in league on um, the, the treatment that he gets. But since, I mean, he's got four goals in five games, I think is the statistic with three of those being match winning goals. You can't ask for much more than that from him. He can't play in the champions league until this, uh, the upcoming match against uh, Bruges, but um, he's just been phenomenal on the pitch. Um, he's winning over some of those fans that maybe were whistling him at him. Some of them will never forgive him. Um, and then in his press conference, um, I thought it was funny where he compared the ultras relationship with him as like that of like a, a girlfriend and maybe you have a fight and, you know, but then you give it some time and you warm up to each other. So he's saying all the right things off the pitch, very professional. It was kind of not expected. I thought he would maybe say something and all the, the blogs and newspapers would pick it up and, make it into something more than it is, but he hasn't even given him that opportunity. He's been really professional on and off the pitch. I've been really happy. And if he is to leave next summer, if he is able to keep up this play and professionalism, I'll be really bummed if he leaves, to be honest, like this is the Neymar that we've all been wanting. We finally have it. So be really sad if he ended up leaving this summer. Matt. Uh, I mean, I didn't like his girlfriend analogy very much. I think it's a bit flawed. It'd be, it'd be more accurate to say like, Oh, I went and hung around outside some other, my girlfriend went and hung around outside some other guy's house and was like trying to get into his house and wanted to marry him and then uh, got turned down and then came back to me. That would have been a more like accurate, uh, that would have been a more accurate description of the situation. But I think um, you can't argue with uh, his performances on the pitch. I would agree. I think he's doing this. Came back and he was pretty focused on it. And I hope that we'll get the benefit of that for the rest of the season. But so you're uh, not convinced about his off the no, p- pitch? I don't. Uh, I, I just think he's just. You just don't like Neymar, man. I don't like. No, you're right. I don't like him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't like. I can't. You're allowed. At all now, like I, I gave him a lot of time and a lot of leeway, and I, it's not all his fault. But and I think he gets a lot of harsh treatment in the press. But at the same time, this whole thing over the summer was really quite awful. It, you can't undo that just by like just by saying the right things now because he basically doesn't have a choice 
I mean, it's great that he's been professional, but that's literally the least that we should expect of him because he's like one of the best paid footballers in the world. And it's great to have him on the team and I hope it's going to benefit us this season. But that's it. as far as I'm concerned, that's as far as it goes. We get to the end of the season and we say, see you later, mate. Hopefully somebody, Barcelona, will be able to take him off our hands. I think we need to move on because I, it's, this is, it, it's, it's good now. It's fine now, but I just feel like this is just, it's just a situation that's going to wait in the background, basically, for the rest of his PSG life. Mm. So, sorry to sound unnecessarily negative, but uh, I, I'm, I'm with the ultras on this one. I'm okay. going, to take, going to take a bit he's, more. He's a div divisive uh, figure, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I, don't, it's, I don't like to, because uh, he's such a great player, I don't want to dig him out too much. And like I say, I think he is just surrounded by a lot of like dubious people, but... I just, I just think this won't last. I think we're going to have the same problems as usual a bit further down the track. We may, we may not. Kusi, what's your take on Neymar? Yeah, I know, right? Well, <laughs> I loved it when we first got him, um, and I loved it today. I think he is the best player by far and large that we have in our team, um, and that he's any chance that we can add displaying really dangerous fluid football like we did today. Um, Tuchel really relies on him and I think that at least during the 90 minutes that he's on the pitch um, today he had a, a moment where he wasn't as great, um, was having trouble connecting um, but I feel that as after a little bit he really started to get into his, his rhythm started to jump and tricks and takes over the, the field and he after minute 60 when he already started you know like trying to dribble defenders and try to score his own goal like I already knew he was going to score just because I knew he was already trying so to see him developed in that way in the field to see being, him being able to revolutionize the football that our team can display in the field just like players like Verratti do I am incredibly content that he was able to stay um, and I hope that we do everything that we can to keep him Um, he's playing out of his own skin um, and I think that if we're successful this season we won't even have to convince him uh, for saying I think that's the thing isn't it I think if it goes well and we get to the latter stages of the Champions League then he probably will like stick around uh, and he'll probably be a bit happier about it but yeah I don't know I'm not sure We'll see when that happens. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll warm, maybe I'll be able to warm him. If, I mean, look at things right now. If you look at Barcelona and PSG, PSG is yeah, the that's team that's be playing better, that has the better players. That's kind of not, now. you know, full of drama. This is the place to be right now. So, um, I'm, I'm I think my opinion on Neymar is a bit a mix of. All of you guys. I, I'm not a, on a personal level, if I may say so. As a guy, eh, you know, I don't dislike him, but I've, uh, I've, there's other players. I, I love Meunier, character, not football-wise, like a guy. I love Meunier. Football-wise, so Meunier. Mm. But it's a football. It's a sport. It's football. Play football. He's a freaking genius. He's a genius. And he has been a genius From, from, from the first day he was playing football. He's been surrounded by people who saw that kid, what he can do, and that means moolah, mucho moolah. And um, Neymar is like a supermodel, you know, surrounded by that crowd. Oh, you're fantastic. Since he was a kid. And he's used to people doing what he wants. And uh, he's a very emotional guy. And he went through hell with Paris Saint-Germain. I mean, the two injuries, injured against Qatar, again, missing the Copa America. Like, ah, okay, you know what? I'm done with this bullshit. I want to go back to comfort. I want to go back to like, this was a mistake. And then the club says no. And they talk to him and say, listen, let's remember it's Neymar's first big transfer. Uh, the, 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 I'm sorry, the first one was moving from Santos to Barcelona, but then he stayed for Barcelona. In continental Europe, in the big leagues, it's his first, he never moved out of Barcelona. Um, he, it hadn't worked out. But there's Leonardo, there's a big 
colony of Brazilian players and, and players really like him. They want him to stay. He's an emotional guy. He's allowed to change his mind. And, and, and for us, it's like, what the hell? You want to go now? You want to stay? Well, yeah. It's very possible that Neymar gets comfortable at Paris Saint-Germain, that his life settles down. You know, he had a little, he was living like in a little village in, Bar in Barcelona. Barcelona is not Paris. It, it's a, a lot cozier in many ways than Paris. Paris is, whoa. So moving to a new club with a huge project, all the, all the pressure on his, on his shoulders and going through these injuries he went through and being beaten up. He's just a guy. He's a genius on the pitch, but he's just a guy. He can change his mind and I'd be fine with him. In the scheme of things, if he could stay at Paris Saint-Germain, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be well, all right. I mean, I've seen some reporting from maybe not the greatest sources, but they're saying at least that he may entertain a, an extension with PSG and that he actually is starting to learn French, which is something that he was kind of slated for. So it's, it's possible. I mean, if they do really it's well, this it's not impossible. Yeah. And he's 27. Yeah. He's still, you know, he's going to still, even if, let's say it's 32, he's going to do what Messi does, become more of a 10. He'll never lose his touch. He'll never lose his football IQ. He'll still be a phenomenal player at 32. He won't dribble eight players and score anymore. He'll make other people score. Neymar could, could in the scheme of things, I've been saying that a lot today, Stay at Paris Saint-Germain. And, and for, the, for the benefits of the club, in many ways, it's better to let Mbappé go next summer for 900 million euros and keep Neymar if Neymar wants to stay. Because then we still have Neymar. We have a huge amount of FFP money coming in, which we can use to keep reinforcing and better the team. Um, so I really hope that this season, oh my God, I'm being op optimistic, knocking <laughs> on wood, knocking on wood. Uh, of course, of course, it's not going to happen. Of course, some horrible drama is going to happen in spring and we'll, we'll go through hell. It's never, but it's not completely, completely impossible that it doesn't, that we stay relatively healthy and that Neymar doesn't get injured and we have a great season. We may not win the Champions League, but we may have a great game in the semis. Yeah. Where we're like, oh, no, I'm so bummed. We lost this gorgeous game and we really did everything we, we could, but, you know, it didn't work out. But we're happy. We're pleased with the team performance and Neymar is. And then we can move on to the next season and Neymar is around and we got a lot of money. And now... We are a different club, not team club. We are a different yeah. club. So that was my five cents on him. <laughs> I, I, he's, a, he's a freaking genius, guys. He's a genius of a player. Look what he does. We get like used to it. It's like we used to Verratti doing this type of performances. Like we used to, to Silva doing the, oh, well, that's Thiago Silva. That's normal. We don't Okay, this is a special team with some incredible players. The mayonnaise was a little mediocre these past years and not really a little sour to eat. Hmm. It's, looking a little, it's looking a little better. <laughs> There's nothing worse than mediocre mayonnaise, is there? So, uh... <laughs> that should be the name of this podcast. <laughs> I love that. That's it. There's nothing worse than a mediocre mayonnaise. That'd be a great headline for, P for PSG Talk. We're coming to the end of this podcast because uh, we don't want to really do more than an hour. And I think the, our, our format is, yeah. you know, is reasonable. Um, there's going to be a big international break. Uh, the next home game. October 18th. I'm looking at the schedule against Nice. Away at Nice. Away. Home game is Marseille, October 24th. Yeah, 24th is uh, Le Marseille. Classic. Yeah. Le yes. Classic. Hopefully we'll have a, um, our uh, local PSG, Parisian PSG talk people. Yeah. And you're forgetting sandwiched in between those two games is the, uh, the matchup. Oh, with the Bruges. Away. Yeah, away against the second place team in our group. So that if we can win that. Or yeah, even draw. Much we, we, yeah. Yeah, if we win it. Yeah. Whoa. Nine but I think points. it's important. It's important to win it because then, when you go away to Real Madrid later in the in the Champions League, 
you can just put out a C squad. Like you don't, I wouldn't even show them any respect. I would just put out some kids and like, who cares if you lose? And, we, and yeah. win it. <laughs> yeah, probably win it. Too, With yeah. Mbisso, a, a hat trick from Mbisso. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. You wasted another perfectly fine hour uh, listening to all rights, especially mine. Uh, it's always a pleasure. And uh, any other last words? No, yeah, just follow us on at PSG Talk. I'll let the other guys plug their uh, Twitter handles, but follow us at PSG Talk. Guillaume mentioned that we were going to have, hopefully for the Marseille match, have uh, the camera crew out there recording people's thoughts. So check that out on our YouTube channel. Um, lots of great things going on. So thanks for listening, and I'll let the other guys plug how you can follow them on Twitter. Oh, uh, last word for me, if by any chance you know any uh, English-speaking people living in Paris and going to the game. We'd like to talk to them and interview uh, them. So contact us on uh, the blog or on Twitter. Let us know. We found a few. We want to find some more. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Thank you very much and talk to you soon.